Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Fika Time with Jenna. This is the second episode of my podcast. And for those of you who didn't tune in to the first one, um, I'm just going to give a brief overview. I talked about what the history of our relationship was in terms of how we met and why I moved to Sweden, which was because of my husband, and how it's been the past two years. And if you want to get to know me a little bit better, you can go to me on Instagram and follow me there. My name is Circus of Cakes. So today's episode is actually going to be all about the best of LA. That is where I grew up, and I have most of my memories from there. All my friends are there, my family's there, and I think because we were just in LA recently, it's probably the best thing for me to do right now because it's still fresh in my mind. So I'm going to get started with that. So we hadn't been back to LA in a year because last year we were planning our wedding and having people come to us here in Sweden. So not being back in the United States, let alone Los Angeles, was very weird for me. Um, the first year that I lived in Sweden, we visited twice. The first time was for a wedding, and the second time was um, to celebrate my bridal shower with all my friends and family in LA. So it was definitely much needed, and I had been looking forward to it forever. So coming back was a big deal. Whenever we come back, I try to see every single friend I have. And I feel very lucky to know a lot of wonderful women. Um, so our trips are always very jam packed. We go to restaurants almost every day to see a new friend or to someone's house. Um, so there's never a day where we're really just sitting around. But when we came to LA this time, I was really sick. I had had a fever the week before and had worked, pretty much worked my butt off until a few days before we came to LA. So the whole flight there, I was coughing. The guy next to me was not happy about that. But um, when we got to LA, I tried to just muster through, even though I couldn't really talk, and spent that evening going out to dinner. There's a restaurant called Hugo's, which has a lot of plant-based options. So we went there with my parents, and I remember sitting there being really tired and couldn't believe the traffic outside, which is crazy because I'm used to that. I've lived in it my whole life, seeing the hustle and bustle of cars going by and, you know, people pulling into the gas station really fast, getting gas and pulling back out. And it felt so overwhelming. And it made me realize that I had real culture shock again. And it had been a while, but it's a real thing. Um, coming back to LA and just being around people constantly moving around. It's such, it's so wild. Um, and also knowing that I could just freely speak English and not have to think so hard because speaking another language, it really takes a lot out of you, even if you're pretty fluent. Um, just the natural ability of being able to pull out any word and not having to think, oh, am I saying that right, you know, to everything is honestly oh, such a good feeling. So that was nice. Um, the second day we were in LA, we went to Disneyland because Disneyland is a place that a lot of my friends have annual passes to. So it felt like a natural meeting spot just because a lot of people would be able to get over there easily. Um, and I picked my friend Kim up on the way and we met up with, I'm trying to think, four girls who were all there um, and my friend Andrew and his wife who were there as well. So we saw a lot of people. And while I was at Disneyland, Max went to Nam. 
which is the same music trade show where he was at when we first matched on Tinder. So that was kind of weird that we were back in LA and he was there while I was at Disneyland and we were basically where we were when we matched on Tinder, essentially. Well, he was. I was not at Disneyland, but if I had been, that would have been even more wild because Nam is literally right next to Disneyland. It's at the Anaheim Convention Center. So... We were there the first day, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details as to what we did every single day, but let's just say we were driving a lot and seeing a lot of friends. So I thought I would go into all the places that I like to go to in LA. So I thought I would go into all the places that I like to visit when I come back to LA because there's so many. And I've noticed that every time we visit, my ideas for what I want to do change. Like, for example, the first time we came back, I really wanted to go to Palm Springs because I used to go to Palm Springs all the time, even by myself, just for the day, just to get away. And we were already going to Joshua Tree for a wedding, so I felt like, okay, yeah, we should definitely stay at the Saguaro or stay somewhere for just one night to get my little fix of Palm Springs. Um, But now whenever we come back, I'm like, oh, I don't want to drive all the way out there. It's so far. (laughs) And that's really showing me just how how much I've changed now that I live in a small town where there isn't really anywhere to go. So the thought of driving two hours, sometimes in traffic, is just super daunting. So we didn't do that on this trip. And we didn't go to the west side, which is, you know, Santa Monica, Brentwood, Pacific Palisades, Malibu, we didn't go anywhere near there the entire time. Um, I grew up in Valley Village, which is a part of Studio City, which is in the San Fernando Valley. And a lot of my friends live very close to where my parents live. So we spent most of our time in Studio City area, which was nice because I was so tired and jet lagged and still getting over being sick. So one spot that I love, love going to is a party supply store called Bonjour Fet. And I have been going there since they opened. I can't remember exactly when. I think they've been open for a good two or three years now. And I love that store. If you love party supplies, if you love buying gifts for people, even just candles for your home, they have books, they have so many different things. And everything's always really colorful, thoughtful, and I just love everything about it. So I always make sure I stop in there. And now they have another location besides the one in Studio City, which is in Pacific Palisades, but I have not visited that one yet. So that's definitely on my list. Um, We also go to Alfred's Coffee. I think we went almost every day on this trip. And there's an Alfred's that's always popping up in a new part of LA, but the one in Studio City is the one that we go to because it's so close to my parents' house where we stay. So we went there almost every morning, and they also opened a Phone Nuts just down the street from there. And Phone Nuts is known for doing baked donuts. So maybe they're not like the healthiest thing, but they're so good. And they're not super expensive, at least I think they're worth it. So I always pick up one and they have little mini ones you can get if you're feeling a little bit guilty about eating a whole one. So that was our little morning activity we did every day. Um, And then we would usually pick an area in LA to drive to for that day. So for example, Max really wanted to go to a vegan restaurant called Sage. 
And a friend of mine had told us that the one in Pasadena was the prettiest one. So, of course, I was like, okay, we should go there. So we drove to Pasadena, we ate there, and it was really beautiful. There's one in Echo Park, but I never really liked that one. It just felt very cramped and busy. And the one in Pasadena is just open, and it has um, just a beautiful laid-back vibe to it. So we didn't eat very much because we eat a lot when we travel. So we kind of just wanted a place where we could sit for half an hour and plan out the rest of our day. So we went there and that's in Old Town Pasadena on Colorado. Um, And Max wanted to do some shopping. I think there's a Vans or a Levi's store there. So we went in there and just kind of like walked up and down the street for a while. And while we were in that area, we wanted to go to another small boutique. So we kind of try to just like stay in one or two areas the whole day when we're traveling to LA just because LA is so big and it's just overwhelming if you don't really pick um, a plan for the day so one tip I have for you if you've never been to LA is to plan out every day separately (laughs) so you don't get too tired Um, another place that I love going to is the Americana at Brand it's the same uh, well the same the mall was started by the same person who opened the Grove And I had been working at the Americana since pretty soon after it opened. I think it opened like around 2007. And I started working there in 2008 at Anthropology. That was my first big job once I finished college. And I was there for like two and a half years. I loved it. But I ended up moving um, in that second year. And it was just too far for me to drive to. So I quit. But... Um, I always love stopping in there because they have amazing smelling candles. Uh, the boulangerie ones are my favorite. So I made sure I picked up one of those. And more recently, I worked at the Kate Spade there, which that was, I want to say the end of 2015 to the summer of 2016. And that was also an amazing job. And I loved it so much. So I always try to stop in there as well. But I don't think any of the same people are working there who worked there when I did. So it's not doesn't really feel the same, but it's nice to walk around it anyway. And there's a lot of great restaurants that have opened up. There's a Pete's Coffee across the street from the mall. There's an Egg Slut, which I used to love when I was eating eggs. And I believe there's a Shake Shack, too. We love Shake Shack. We actually didn't go on this trip, but maybe next time. Because we went to Monty's Burger three times on this trip. Monty's Burger is known for having an insane Impossible Burger. And they're known for being kind of like the vegan rival to In-N-Out. Which I can say is pretty true. Um, We don't need it In-N-Out anymore just because there's no vegan options. But having Monty's was such a a great way to get our fix. Um, So we went three times. And they have different locations. But... The one that we went to was an Echo Park, and we always found parking. They were super nice, and it's a really cute place, too. Um, If you go to my Instagram, I actually shared pictures from when we were there one of those three days, and you can see the decor. It's like a cherry red and a light blue kind of vibe um, with the color scheme, and one of the rooms that has booths has pictures of all the celebrities who have gone vegan, and it's really cool, so I would definitely recommend going there if you're willing to try plant-based burger. They also have fries, they have tater tots, and they have milkshakes, and they're so good. Um, So besides that, 
I love driving over Beechwood Canyon. I've talked about this on my Instagram too. Beechwood just has this old Hollywood vibe to it. It's where people like Charlie Chaplin lived. And it has a lot of homes that are still, they were historically kept. And so driving over that canyon is really a treasure. And if you come from Hollywood over Beechwood Canyon, you'll end up at the top. And there is a little cafe called Beechwood Cafe. And there's a little supermarket. They even have great wine selections if you want to pick up a bottle. And there's a little tailor there and a real estate office. It's just the cutest little village. I actually used to dream about owning a house up there, but they're very expensive. (laughs) So anyway, if you keep driving over that hill, you're going to end up on the other side, which is the valley, and you pass over the Hollywood sign. And one thing I noticed on this trip is they put up a fence. And now when you're driving past the Hollywood sign before the park, you can't stop which is great because every time I used to drive over that, it was a nightmare. People would just park their cars right on the, I mean, it's on a really dangerous road. It's like a winding road that is very narrow and people would get out of their cars to take a picture there. So you would have to go around them. And what if a car was coming from the other way? It was just, it was bad. So I'm really happy that they decided to do that. It was so dangerous. Um, But anyway, if you continue past that, you end up, in the Burbank area where Warner Brothers Studios is. And it's just cool to know that you can hop from one side of LA to the other. And there's just no, not usually any traffic going that way, except when you're passing the Hollywood sign, but that's not so bad. So I always like to make that drive, especially if I'm in Silver Lake or Los Feliz or in Hollywood, and I don't want to take the freeway back to my parents' house. I'll go over Beachwood every time. We also went over Laurel Canyon, I would say, like almost a, almost as many times, if not more. And we got to the point where Max was like, oh, do we have to go over this again? <laughs> because it's the easiest way to get from the valley over to Hollywood or to West Hollywood. Um, and it's also very historical because it's where all of those 60s hippie musicians lived back in the day, like the Doors and the Mamas and the Papas. They all had houses there. Um, and I've had jobs in that canyon working for um, celebrities. And there's just a lot of rich history. It's a really cool place, but it can get really boring um, if you're driving over it every day, especially for work. So there are other ways to get around though. And I used to, I used to go over Nichols Canyon, which is right there. That's actually a more dangerous because it has really, really small narrow roads with a lot of blind spots. So I wouldn't recommend that if you're not um, a comfortable driver. <laughs> but if you are, it's it's also really fun to get lost in those hills. And it's how I taught myself to drive, to be honest. I mean, I took lessons and I did all that. But once I got my license, I took myself over those canyons to get home from school every day. And it would take sometimes an extra hour, but it was it was so worth it because I loved doing it. And I could listen to music and just, you know, be in my zone and It was, you know, a longer time away from having to get to my homework, which was also nice. So um, Nichols Canyon is a cool one to take if you can figure out how to navigate it. Um, I believe it starts off of Hollywood Boulevard near, um, near Fairfax. And if you just follow it, you'll end up at Mulholland where Laurel Canyon is. So another fun one to take. 
Um, on this trip, we also went to Little Tokyo, which is downtown. We, I talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but we went to Tokyo for our honeymoon and we were obsessed with it. We loved it so much. So we have been wanting to get that fix of Japanese food and the culture again. So we went to Little Tokyo. Um, I don't think I bought a single thing. Like I thought, I thought I would get a face mask or some cute little thing from the Sanrio store. Didn't buy anything, was just happy to be there. Oh, wait, I actually bought onigiri from the supermarket, the little rice balls, because I had been missing those so much. So that was one thing we did while we were there. Um, and I just want to say once again how weird it is to come back after not having been there for a year. I felt like a tourist at first. And when we picked up my friend Kim to go to Disneyland, I actually forgot how to get to the freeway from her apartment, which is crazy because she lives very close to my parents' house where I grew up. That is not somewhere that I would normally forget about how to get around, but that's what happens when you're away. So I had to ask her, but after that day, I got used to everything again and I felt like, okay, this is my home. This will, LA will always, always be my home. Um, I think I have it especially lucky because I do have a lot of people in my life in LA so I have a lot of people to go back to, to hang out with. And some people who move overseas aren't so fortunate and don't have a family to go back to when they visit, but I do. So it's always a very, very booked trip. And I don't even think I saw all my friends on this trip. I think I saw maybe 90% of everyone. So that was a little bit hard, but there's always next time. So I've gotten some questions from people who follow me on Instagram, and I thought it would be fun to just answer some of them. Um, and I might start to do this every episode just because I think that it might be interesting for you. And I just love answering questions. I think that's so much fun. So let me see here. One thing I was asked by Megan Christie was, how do you handle the darkness in winter and the light in summer? And I love this question because I'm literally trying to handle it right now. <laughs> it's gotten better. The darkness tends to get at its peak around Christmas time. And then after Christmas, the sun slowly starts to creep up again every morning, a little bit later and later and later until I think it's June when it's at its full peak of, of sun. Um, so for me, I really struggle. I was, I was getting very, very sad. Um, something I couldn't explain. I just, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go outside. I just felt like crying all the time. I missed everyone back in LA and it caused a little bit of a riff with Max because he didn't know how to help me. Um, I actually asked for some tips from you guys and you were so helpful. You, told me to get a sad lamp, which I think I can order off Amazon. I haven't done that yet, but I'm actually feeling a lot better now because I think the sun is starting to come out more again. And I've been working. Being active is, I think, the best thing you can actually do in this situation. Um, being active and being busy. So you're not sitting at home thinking about it. Um, the summer is hard a little bit too, because it doesn't, the sun doesn't go down until sometimes 11 or midnight. So it can really trip you out and you don't even, your body doesn't feel like it needs to sleep, but your mind does. So it's, um, it's a weird thing you just kind of get over. Um, I prefer for the sun to be up longer, of course, than for it to be down longer, but 
we try to savor the sunshine as much as we can because we only have that weather for about two months, and that's June and July. And by August, it's already going back down again. So we get a very short summer here, which is sad. Um, is it fun to move? And are you happy that it's Sweden? Is it more cold? And this was sent by Peterson Alberte. Um, moving was a mix of fun and not so fun. It was fun just because I was excited to start my new life with my now husband and all the things we had to look forward to, like traveling and decorating this apartment together and all those things. Um, but it wasn't fun having to get rid of everything in my old apartment. I did it all by myself. I did have a few friends help me and I had a garage sale, I think one or two times, which really helped a lot. Um, but it, it's never easy to move, especially when you move across the world. Um, I also have a cat that I had to leave behind, but he's with the most amazing family who I adore so much. So I try to see him whenever I can. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a mix. Um, it's definitely more cold than LA <laughs> by a long shot. Um, it was actually negative five degrees Celsius this morning, if that gives you any idea. Um, I am happy that it's Sweden. I think this is a great country to live in for so many reasons that I can get into later, but it's beautiful here and I should feel very, very lucky. And I try to remind myself of that all the time. Um, it's hard to at times when I get really sad about missing home, but you know, I do the best that I can. So another question that I got was, if you move over, do you have to learn the language? How affordable is a flat there? And this was sent by Jenna McIntyre, X. Um, you don't necessarily have to learn the language if you move to a big city. So I live in a small town very close to Norway, and there's about 13,000 people, and most of our tourists are Norwegian. Now, everybody here can speak English because... The majority of people learned it in school when they were like seven years old, um, maybe a little earlier or later. But in a small town, it's actually more valuable to know the language than it is if you're in a big metropolitan city like Stockholm, where there's a lot of expats. Um, I am one of the only Americans in this town, <laughs> which makes me stand out like a sore thumb. But I kind of love that because it gives me an edge over other people. And I think it's fun to have everyone kind of know who I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think even if you don't have to learn the language, it's a really good idea too, just because I know that I felt really left out um, when I didn't fully understand Swedish. Because even though, for example, Max's family, they all speak English, the second that you're not talking to them, they fall right back into talking Swedish again. So I can be having a conversation for a minute, and then the second that it kind of dwindles, they're back to talking in Swedish. And I, I was sitting there like, oh my god, I don't understand anything, and I panicked, and it was hard. I felt very isolated. But once I learned the language, I felt like, oh, even if I don't have anything to say, at least I understand what I'm hearing, and I can respond if I have to. Um, so... I think it's really important for your self-esteem and also just just for being able to get through life. <laughs> being in a new country, it's super good to know the language. And it's fun. I get to pull it out whenever I want. I can talk in English and then go into Swedish and English again. Um, I think that's really cool. So I am all about learning a new language, even if you don't necessarily need it. Um what other questions? Uh, Wagner Larson asked, what has been the hardest? 
or vad har varit svårast? So in Swedish. Um, the hardest for me was definitely leaving my friends and family. I could talk about this all day, but not having your core group of people every day is super hard. But that's why we have FaceTime and I can talk to people on Skype. So it's become a lot easier and just getting used to the time difference. It's nine hours between LA and Sweden or between California and Sweden. So I always just know that when it's like five or six o'clock PM here, that's when all my friends are waking up. So I start to text them around that time. Um, one more question before I go. Do, 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 do. Oh, I didn't answer this. How affordable is a flat there? Sorry about that. So it depends. Our town isn't the cheapest to live in, but there are new apartments opening up all the time. We actually own our apartment. Max bought it right before I moved in, but we still pay, you know, mortgage rate, which is around, I don't know. I'm not going to say, but it's not that bad, especially if it's split between two people. But it depends on where you are in the country. Obviously, if you're in a city, it's going to cost a little bit more than if you're in a smaller town. Um, but we live in a town that um, has a lot of Norwegian people with a lot of money. So prices can be pretty high because of that, because there's that competition. Um, so it just depends, really. I think if you look really hard, I think if you move to a place like Stockholm, you have to be on a waiting list for a long time to get a place. Um, and if you don't know anyone, then that can be really tricky. But because my husband lives here and had his place, it was very easy for me. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Um, one last question. How open are the Swedish people in, in your experience? Is it easy to fit in or find friends? Um, from Sonic Nurse. So... Swedish people, as you may have noticed just from hearing about Swedish people or maybe knowing a Swedish person, generally they're not the most open people at first, but they are the sweetest. Um, once they open up, open up, you can talk to them about anything. I think it's just the culture. People are very afraid of bothering other people. People don't really talk about their feelings as openly as they do like in the, U in the United States, I would say. Um, can't speak of other countries, but for my own. Um, and for me, I'm a very open person. So when I first came here, it was really hard for me because I, I wanted to open up to someone, but no one was really opening up to me. So I took it as people not liking me, but it's not like that at all. You, you actually kind of have to put yourself out there first. And once you do, then they go, Oh, oh, they like, they like me and they want to talk to me and maybe. Meeting in a place like a bar where you can have a drink helps. Um, that's what I've learned, too. So I think people in Sweden can be very open. You just kind of have to put yourself out there first sometimes. Um, fitting in isn't so bad. I mean, I'm American. I, I don't know how it is for people in other countries, but because everyone here speaks English, that made it not so hard for me. Um, finding friends can be really hard. I'm lucky because my husband has a really big family with a lot of girls who around are around the same age as me, and that's been really helpful. Um, I have a dear friend who I met from going to the Swedish language program, SFE, um, and I just ran into her the other day, actually. She's the best, and I, I'm so grateful for her. Um, so we try to see each other whenever we can, but, you know, she works too. So there are ways of doing it. I think... Taking a class is really the first thing. 
And even frequenting a cafe or frequenting a store, you can start to make friends with the employees that way. And I've made a lot of friends just from going into shops and talking with the girls who work there. And now some of them I consider friends. So I think it's definitely totally possible. Um, that's the end for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to try to be here every Sunday because I have a lot to say right now. And I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for all of your kind words. You guys have been incredible with your support. I'm so excited about this. I hope you are too. Don't forget to find me and subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. Fika time with Jenna. Thanks and goodbye. Thank you.